I'm Marco Werman. This is The World. Army Private Bradley Manning is on trial, but he owns up to what he did. He leaked hundreds of thousands of classified documents to the anti-secrecy group WikiLeaks. Manning's lawyers say he was naive. He just wanted Americans to know the truth about the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan. Prosecutors say Manning was arrogant and deliberately tried to put sensitive information in the hands of America's enemies. That, in a nutshell, is what Manning's trial at Fort Meade in Maryland is all about. The trial continue today, and the world's Arun Roth was there. It sounds like while there were some fits and starts going into the trial, Arun, things are actually moving pretty quickly. Where are we at at this point in the trial? Yeah, it's pretty remarkable, Marco, because they're actually very they're ahead of schedule at this point. In fact, they're so far ahead of schedule, they've canceled the last two days of this week's session. They will already have been through all the witnesses for this week by the end of the day today. So once things wrap for today, they won't start again until Monday. The reason for that has been that the defense has been agreeing with the prosecution to stipulate the testimony for a number of witnesses. What this means is that they can then submit the testimony as written testimony without cross-examination, and it speeds things up immensely. So no cross-examination? Is that beneficial or detrimental to, to Bradley Manning? Well, clearly the defense thinks it will not be detrimental because I, what this is getting to are these issues, as, as you mentioned at, at the top, the things that Bradley Manning is already admitting to. Um, what does make me wonder, though, Marco, is that clearly there's some communication going back and forth between the prosecution and the defense now and, and some levels in which they're able to find agreement. Uh, it may be too speculative to, to say, but you, you wonder what sort of what, the, what that might lead to eventually. Mm. Now, some witnesses with pretty dramatic roles in Manning's story have already testified that that the hacker who befriended him and then turned him in, the former army supervisor who he punched in the face. Tell us about some of that testimony. Yeah, and what's, what was kind of surprising to people here was that there, there was a lot of buildup for both of those, the first being Adrian Lamo, the hacker who turned Bradley Manning in, who befriended him online and then decided to turn him into the, the feds. There was a lot of anticipation for that. Uh, he was on the stand for barely half an hour, and unlike at the Article 32 hearing, the pretrial earlier, the defense didn't really try to undermine his credibility at all. It was just a series of straight questions really taking him through his chat log and, and how Bradley Manning opened up to him. It seemed like it was more with an eye towards the sentencing and, and trying to establish some, some sympathy, you know, something that Bradley Manning is convicted. Uh, the supervisor that you mentioned, who Bradley Manning punched in the face in May of 2010, she spoke pretty much entirely about her supervisory role with Manning, but they didn't go into any detail. There was no questioning about that incident, about the troubles he was having or any of that sort of stuff. Now, she may be called back later on, but for for now, we're not really getting into any of those kind of sort of details that people were expecting. Arun, if the speculation is that the defense and prosecution are dialoguing in some way, does that recharacterize the whole trial? It could. I mean, it's Total speculation at, at this point, but again, there, there seems to be more agreement going on than there was in the past. And the fact that these negotiations are taking place as, as things are actually happening, it does make you wonder if uh, what's going to happen with the end of this trial. Does it mean that we're heading towards a plea agreement or some sort of deal? You know, we're, we're all asking those questions down here. So the media presence has dropped off since day one of the trial, but I gather the Manning supporter numbers are still strong. Yeah, they're, they're still around. They're out protesting, setting up early every day. And uh, it was interesting when Adrian Lamo appeared uh, in, in court yesterday, there was an audible, there were, there were hisses practically and, and from the Manning supporters that were in the media operations center. The, hate, the hatred was palpable. Mm. As far as the reporters, uh, we've talked about restrictions on, on reporters covering the trial in the past. Uh, around, how's that affecting things today? 
Well, you could say there's actually been a pretty solid victory for openness in the trial this week. Uh, there's been controversy over the fact that we have not been provided with transcripts or court filings of what's going on here. Uh, so media organizations lobbied to have a private stenographer present that they would pay for here in the media center for whatever reason that was being denied initially. But then at the last minute on Monday, they were allowed in. So now people can go online and check this out. There will be a, a private open source available transcript every day of this trial available from this point onward. A victory for openness and a trial about secrecy. Kind of ironic. Arun Roth covering the Bradley Manning trial for the world and Frontline. Thank you, Arun. Thanks, Marco.